all work out if you work hard enough. He founded Ambassador back many years ago, 2010. He'd been in, it, been in it for eight years, really focused then on SMB space. Since then, he's drastically increased his ARPU and really focused and doubled down on the mid-market to enterprise kind of customers, helping them with their affiliate pro and referral programs. They currently serve about 300, 400-ish customers, uh, paying you know around 200, uh, two grand per month. So you know, do the math, somewhere around 750 grand in MRR. That's up significantly in December. Uh, sorry, in 2016, they did about 5.1 million. He's hoping to maybe as a stretch goal pass 10 million bucks or sorry, 1 million bucks per month here in 2018. But regardless, he's doing it the smart way. Only 3 million raised and really all of his funding is coming from the best source, his competitors. 2% gross revenue churn monthly. That's uh, obviously getting driven down. Seven grand to acquire a new customer. Payback less than four months. Lifetime value north of two years. All with his team of 40 folks out there in Detroit. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jeff Epstein. He's a CEO and founder of a company called Ambassador at GetAmbassador.com. It's a 40-person venture-backed startup headquartered in Metro Detroit. Ambassador provides relationship marketing software to some of the world's most recognizable brands. He's a lifelong entrepreneur. His first internet startup was in 2000 and provided online food ordering for college students. He ran this startup while earning his BA from Michigan State University. Jeff, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. So. Tell us, yeah, yeah. Tell us about Ambassador. Uh, what do you do, and what's your business model? How do you make money? Yeah, so we're SaaS, so B two B, sell the customer, uh, marketing, primarily marketing departments. Um, but we help companies get more customers at a very basic level. Um, you know, the way people consume through, you know, they they talk to their friends, look for recommendations via word of mouth. Uh, we provide the platform to allow businesses to leverage the voice of their customers, their partners, their affiliates. Uh, influencers to drive more business. And and we obviously charge them a license and uh, that's how we make money. And are you more SMB or enterprise focused or maybe ask differently, what's the average customer paying you per month, would you say? Average customer is paying us about 2000 per month. Okay. Um, so, so we're much more uh, slanted towards enterprise, but we work with, uh, our sweet spot is companies over 50, you know, over 50 uh, people in the organization. Um, but we do sell to some smaller businesses. We've helped a bunch of companies grow and get acquired and things like that as well. Okay. And like how many customers are you working with today? Uh, several hundred. Okay. So like north of a hundred, but less than 500. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And uh, give me more of the backstory here. When did you launch the company? What year? So the company was founded in 2010. It's been around a while. Uh, my background uh, started, it was super SMB focused, freemium, uh, you know, do everything wrong. And so we learned to, to build the company that can scale, you know, charge more money and, and, and um, you know, find great people to help build um, you know the product, and then build the success team, and then you know market and 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 sell and all those things. So uh, it's been a it's been a long road. It's you know again, it's almost it's eight years now. So it's 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 flown by for me. But um, the the company itself has changed quite a bit. You know, again, we were very SMB startup focused. We've moved continually moved up market as we found uh, success uh, into some of the biggest brands in the world. 
And then as, as an organization, you know, we, we raised a little bit of money we built teams. How and, much have you raised to date? Uh, about 3 million. Okay. So n- not a ton, right. From, from a venture perspective. Um, and, and, you know, we've operated super, you know, capital efficiently being, are you uh, profitable today? Uh, we, we will be this year cash flow uh, from a cash flow perspective. Last year we were a little bit in the red. Year before we were in, in the black. So um, we try to be uh, pretty intentional and, and efficient, but we also have enough capital where we can hire ahead of, of, of some needs. But um, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been like I said eight years, and uh, you know building out functional teams and have a bunch of departments and, and all all that fun stuff. And Jeff, what are you growing at year over year? So so like last year, twelve months ago, what were you at about? Um. I don't, I, I don't have the, no, I don't know if we're, we can share the numbers off our head. I mean, we're, we're growing in a pretty solid clip. We were on the Inc. Five, 500 list uh, two years ago, Inc. 5,000 last year, um, which is like several hundred percent growth over three years. Um, I think it was in the thousands per, percent growth before that. So, um, but just to be clear, Inc, the exact- those, those Inc guys, I mean, all they're doing, I mean, they are taking, you know, three year growth, not year over year growth. I'm just curious, generally each year, are you doubling year over year or 50% growth? I mean, generally where are you at? Not quite doubling. Um, so we're not, not quite there, but, um, you know, for us, it's a, it's a matter of not just growth at all costs. It's also trying to be capital efficient, grow in a kind of sustainable way. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, you were just, we understand size too. I mean, you revealed in 2016 revenue is about 5.1 million, right? Mm. Yeah. 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 And, and when did the transition from SMB to enterprise really start in terms of your product roadmap? So from, from a product perspective, it's, it's funny. Some things have changed, but it, it was more really in the way that we ran organizationally. So the product itself can still, I think, easily work with small companies. Well, we found that we just wasn't, it wasn't an effective from a business perspective. And for that, for us, that means, you know, we wanted to spend more time and make companies more successful. We cared about having companies long-term versus having them, having lots of people in the door and then, you know, a fraction of them. So exactly. So for us, it was focusing more on churn, uh, bringing in companies, spending more time with them, making sure that it's something that uh, they'll be successful with. And for that reason, we just kept, we kept moving up market and seeing where we could in fact be really add as much value as, as, as we thought we should. Um, I remember then, you, by the way, going through this transition because I was a paying customer at my first yeah. company. Hey, I, I remember the emails you were sending out trying to figure out how to verbalize the price increases and the shift in strategy. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's one of those things, right, where um, for us, it, it just made sense to continue moving up market. And again, in order to build the team and, and, and again, we haven't, it's 3 million is a lot of money for, for a lot of people. And, and it is for us too. But, uh, as you know, for most venture back companies, I mean, a company our size could have raised 10 or 20 or $30 million and you can build the company very differently, uh, especially if you have much lower price points. Uh, so for us, it just made sense the way that we are, the way that we're operating is let's get funded. You know, we're primarily funded by customers, right? We obviously do way more than $3 million a year. That's who's That's who's, you know, funding the business, so to speak. And so let's be really intentional about keeping them around. Um, and for us, you know, every person that has to answer a question, uh, they have to spend as much time, potentially or more time with a small customer as they do with an enterprise customer, right? And so for us, it's just a matter of, of time and efficiency to spend our time with the people that are paying us the most money. And that also informs how we market and how we sell. And so all of those things together, you know, you can only serve Sony masters, so to speak. And so for us, it was, let's go up market, we've seen the success that our customers are paying us more and staying longer and, and, and happier. And so let's focus on, uh, on that at the end of the market. When, do you think sometime this year you'll pass that million dollar per month mark? Or do you think that you'll need more time to do that? You've got to be close. 
Uh, may, potentially. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's a stretch it's goal. Yeah. So it, yeah, well, it'll be it'll be close. We'll yeah. See. I mean, the reason the reason I said I'm just back in the napkin. If you're five one in 2016 and you grow 180 percent, right? I mean, you can start to do the math and. Um, I mean, that would be, that would be a fun metric. And I love that uh, you have, I mean, you could easily, I, I mean, look, I'm assuming you're doing seven, 800, something like that now. I mean, you could easily be raised, have raised, like you said, 20, 30 million bucks. You've chosen not to do that. Let me ask you though, cap table questions. So do you give kind of being in Detroit, do you incentivize talent to stick with you by, by giving it each person a little part of the company? We do. And, and it's rare. So it, it's interesting. Most companies in our area don't give equity or stock options, right? Um, we do, it's, it's one, of, one of our values is own it. And, and to me, it means, you know, we want people to act like owners, but you have to actually let them have some ownership, you know? So every single person who's ever worked here has equity options. Um, obviously the typical vesting schedules, uh, but, every, but you know, we have many, we have everyone here, you know, even, uh, you know, the office, you know, manager, uh, coordinator, has, she, you know, she has options as well. So it's, it's important for me, I think it makes, you know, it's, to me, it's one of the actual great things about being in a startup is that you do tangibly have ownership. So you follow, um, you follow a pretty standard kind of one year cliff for your vesting. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Okay. Let's, let's shift to more unit economics. I mean, I imagine you when you do cohort analysis, you see crazy things because you, your customer base has changed so much over the past eight years today for customers you're currently adding. And what does your CAC look like? It's pretty high. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we, we segment our CAC a few different ways. Um, I, th- I think we, it's funny. We just did one. I think it was seven set, basically seven. Okay. Right? That's seven healthy. I mean, if people are paying two grand a month though, you get paid back in three months. That's healthy. Yeah, it's great. So it's written. And again, it, it varies on different channels and different, and the way that we slice the customers. But, um, yeah, we have a, we have a pretty great, uh, you know, acquisition cost is, is pretty reasonable. Um, and again, I think it, you know, it depends how you calculate it, right? Like some companies add, well, how do you calculate? Tell me how you get seven grand. So, so we, we actually did a, so we, we, we calculated a few different ways. We kicked around some ideas, but we basically tried to do like the most fully loaded version, which was a portion of, it was, it was all of sales, a portion of success and even a portion of engineering. So it was like a pretty, and then obviously like marketing too. So it was a pretty fully loaded, um, analysis. And then, so that, you know, get, there's a lot of ways. I mean, one of the things I've learned is as we're you know getting more advanced with our metrics, there's so many ways to, uh, to kind of play with the data to, to make the numbers look great. So, you know, you see people spouting out different metrics and at the end of the day, just, you know, I think that for us, what, what is the most telling is that if your company is making more money than it's spending, then it's actually scalable and sustainable. Um, so that's kind of, you know, that's what we've been driving toward, of course, but from a, from an, uh, you know, CAC perspective, we, you know, we're pretty happy with where we're at. Many of you use email marketing to grow and build your businesses, but I've got a big question for you. Are you connecting your email marketing with other services and tools that you use to build your business like Salesforce and Google Analytics? If not, you've got to check out Emma. You'll have everything you need to connect your data, build your audience, and do your most successful email marketing campaign ever. Lots of folks are using Emma because their easy-to-use platform makes advanced functionality accessible to everyone on your team, from your intern to your CEO. No technical skills are required to send these campaigns. Most importantly, I know 
know we all hit snags along the road when we use new tools. They've got an award-winning support team. The support team helps with your strategy, design, list migration, which is important if you're moving from somebody else, and much more. So put the power of email experts behind your marketing. Request a customized demo of Emma's email marketing platform today at myemma.com. Again, that's myemma.com. Tell me about churn. Um, so churn for us is uh, it's, it's something we always, we're obviously always working on. Uh, we're in the we're in the low you know low single digits uh, per month. Okay. Um, so like I mean like two percent a month or twenty four percent a year churn something like that. I mean we're, that's pretty that's pretty close. Um, and that's low. By the way, is that logo churn or revenue churn? Revenue. Okay, revenue. and it's gross, right? Not net. Correct. Uh, we only count gross. Again, we're not a per, we're not a company that does like purse. You know, we're not a per seat company, so we don't see the automatic. Uh, we don't see the type of automatic uh, upgrades that some other companies would see, like a Salesforce, for example, uh, because we're basically a per install. Um, the 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 upgrades are much more random, so we don't we don't count. We for us like net net churn is great. Like we love when we get upgrades, but there's there's not a super predictable way. We we don't know. You know, you don't, don't have use. predictable expansion revenue. Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a small percentage of revenue every month. We do get it every month, but it's, it's nothing, it's nothing that's going to offset materially our churn. So we just have a gross churn. Um, you know, for us, that's like the KPI, the KPI for us is gross. And, and when you, when you look at averages and kind of use the churn to calculate LTV, like the average customer will stay with you for X amount of years and be worth how much money at least. Yeah. I mean, we're North of 50,000 now in terms of lifetime value, which is pretty great. I mean, again, as we moved up market and again, we don't have like, even though we've been in business for so many years, we do have customers that have been with us for five or six or seven years. Um, but most of the bigger ones are still two, three, four years. So um, that's that's what we're you know what we're thinking about. Some of the other things we've been doing that's a little bit interesting. Well, is, Jeff, sorry, just to be clear. I mean, what you just told me. I mean, that's really two years of value at two grand a month. That's how you get fifty. So that's still pretty conservative, right? Right. It's super conservative. It's very again, it's very conservative. All you know, we again. Most of our KPIs, again, we're not we're not actively fundraising. Uh, you know, the, the numbers are are for us are we want to be ultra ultra conservative because again, if 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 you know if we do share them, uh, the last thing we want to do is for people to say, hey, this is like not this is not kind of uh, correct. So when we met, especially like internally, these are board like board numbers. We're not we're we're going super conservative so that if, if they do get repeated anywhere, no one is uh, questioning them. Who's uh, who's on your who's on your board? Is it one of the series of people that run the three million? Yeah. So our lead investor, when we raised money in 2015 is Arthur Ventures, a awesome fund. Uh, Why do you like them? Why'd you let them in? So, so, so my, when we raised money in 2015, it was one of those situations where we were cash flow positive and it was my understanding and my, my, my thought was that we weren't going to raise money and that it was, and, and that we didn't need to. And so I met Pat, uh, Patrick Meenan from Arthur Ventures and I was really just blown away. He's, He's an awesome guy, um, and their and their thesis was, which is pretty interesting, is they don't invest. They invest, you know, they it's kind of the middle of the country, although it's it's mostly just non valley, right? So they invest in uh, the best companies across you know across the U.S. but outside of the valley, um, and they are in some really great companies. Lead Pages, When I Work, um, 
Ionic and, and, and lots of other ones. And so they, to me, they were really impressive of attracting great companies, but also having not having the growth at all costs mindset that many other VCs have. And so for me, that that, you know, founder investor uh, fit w- was there. And, and I think um, if it wasn't, we, we might not be around. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to blow through a couple million dollars. And if you don't hit the met your metrics, then no one will give you money. Um, and, and I, and I told him that I wasn't willing to leverage the business to, to maybe become a billion dollar company that I'd rather build a sustainable lasting business in an area that hasn't seen success. And that's, that's where we are today. Metro Detroit is we haven't, we haven't had a big win. I mean, now, now we have, we'll, we'll have some, there are companies doing well, but, but four or five years ago, that was, that wasn't the case. Yep. Have you ever considered doing things that are non-dilutive just to have additional cash to, to invest in growth stuff? Like I'm sure you've had debt equity conversations. Yeah. And, and we do, and we do, and, and, and we've, we've been, we, we're always looking. So we have a couple where we actually have ongoing conversations about that. It's, it's, we haven't found a definitive need where we, that we can't, that we, that we think we need, you know, we haven't, you don't know how you spend the money. Yeah. The, the money's there if we need it. Uh, and we don't have like a million dollar capital, you know, capital expenditure that we need to need to do in the next X amount of months. So, um, you know, we have enough cash in the bank and between that and, and opportunities, um, it's something that I absolutely think about. And I think it's a great alternative. That's again, it's not pushed by typical, you know, VCs aren't typically telling people to do that, but it's, it's a really great option for companies that are generating enough capital where they don't need to worry about being uh, dilute. It shouldn't be dilutive. It's uh, it's, it's, it's expensive. Yep. If uh, last question before we wrap up with the famous five, if lead pages offered you 40 million bucks to sell the company, would you sell? It depends. You know I mean? I think, I think, you know, not necessarily, um, you know, one of the things that we're building towards, of course, is um, giving ourselves options. And I think that doesn't just mean selling. It means potentially raising capital, partnering with other businesses. Um, I think all those things are, are always options. I think it's incredibly naive just to automatically say yes or automatically say no. Um, my goal is to put us in a position where we can make a smart choice if it presents itself. You know, but it, it, would, it would be hard to say. I mean, I, I mean, I know those guys are and I like them so that, you know, that would be a little bit different. Like I, I totally respect them. Um, but the, the reality is most of the time you have, you have no idea what's coming in front of you. You know, that, um, it's one of those things where you just give yourself a chance to, to make a good decision. Hopefully. Are, are you, are you in acquisition talks right now with any company? No, no. Awesome. All right, Jeff, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's the last business book that you read? Ooh, uh, principles. Yeah. Ray Dalio. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? A CEO? Yeah. Uh, that I'm following? Yeah. Or studying setting um man uh give me a local one give me give me somebody there in your area i'll give, I'll give you one that i just saw who I, who I should spend more time with his name's larry freed he was the uh ceo of 4c and he's he's awesome he's ceo certain, of what 4c 4, 4c yeah it's one of it's one of those survey questions you probably see on a lot of major sites uh they're actually based in detroit they sold the answers.com for several hundred million dollars or they're, they're based in an arbor actually but uh uh, I just saw him at the airport the other day. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Oh man, online tool. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Google docs, Google docs and Slack. There was a battle in your head there. Yeah, yeah, All right. And number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Probably five. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids, married, no kids, two dogs. All right. And uh, how old are you, Jeff? Uh, 37. They're going to be 37. Yeah. All right. Good. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? I think that it, that it will, that it all will work out if you work hard enough. 
Guys, there you have it. It will all work out if you work hard enough. He founded Ambassador back many years ago, 2010. He's been in, it, been in it for eight years, really focused then on SMB space. Since then, he's drastically increased his ARPU and really focused and doubled down on the mid-market to enterprise kind of customers, helping them with their affiliate pro and referral programs. They currently serve about 300, 400-ish customers, uh, paying you know around 200, uh, two grand per month. So you know, do the math, somewhere around 750 grand in MRR. That's up significantly in December. Uh, sorry, in 2016, they did about 5.1 million. He's hoping to maybe as a stretch go past 10 million bucks or sorry, 1 million bucks per month here in 2018. But regardless, he's doing it the smart way. Only 3 million raised and really all of his funding is coming from the best source, his competitors. 2% gross revenue churn monthly. That's uh, obviously getting driven down. 7 grand to acquire a new customer. Payback less than four months. Lifetime value north of two years. All with his team of 40 folks out there in Detroit. Jeff, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it, man.